Come now, my darling, and step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten before our minds became clouded and filled with the rocks. There was one, at least one in each and every clan. Why do I need to pee? Oh, wait. There's a river behind me. That's why. It didn't sound like we were picking up when I was laughing. That's why I didn't start. Well, I'm sorry. Close enough to the microphone. Well, you know. <laughs> I love you guys, too. <laughs> well, you know what? I, typically, you know, I want to take the side of my uh, my co-host here, but EK the DJ But you has, just can't. <laughs> EK the DJ has been on you about this for almost <coughs> a year now. Almost a year. Some people just don't learn. <laughs> I'm starting to think you're a hip hop artist. <laughs> I tell you the same thing. I can make you sound better if you follow this very simple instruction. Nah, it looks cooler if I do it this way. <laughs> I just don't think about it. I'm just... Uh, never mind. I feel more free if I sway back and forth. That's me. Who cares about the audience and their ability? <laughs> Who cares if the audience hears this? Every couple minutes, uh, she fades in and back and out of the... Get your stuff together. Well, I was just told I wasn't allowed to sneeze. Nope. <laughs> nope. 100% professionalism from when you walk in the door to when you leave. Well, you've got the wrong <laughs> I am going to get you a headset mic, though. That's the one thing you do that drives me up a wall is that how far away you are from the microphone and how much you move. And then I, I'm constantly getting yelled at from him. Don't slap the microphone. Yeah, you are so you are so <laughs> animated when you talk. It is ridiculous. So I'm going to get you a headset mic. You're going to be Madonna on the mic. That's what it's going to be. Vogue. You're going to be the only person. It's going to. It's just going to hang on the wall just for you. Well, okay. That's you. what it's come to. <laughs> yeah, it really has. All right, people, you are listening to Otherland Dreams, in case you didn't know. And I am Lady Stars of Fire. That was EK speaking, and we are here with Hill Hippie. Hello. Hill Hippie. I don't know why it's coming out with such a funky accent. Uh, I, I don't judge. <laughs> you do you. <laughs> this is the thing. I don't know who I am, apparently. <laughs> hey, hey, again, you do you. <laughs> But, okay. So, anyway, like I said, you are tuned in to Otherland Dreams. And tonight we are going to be talking about the deer or the stag in general. But didn't you want to have something? Didn't you want to have something? <laughs> you know what? I am so fucking done telling you about things that I'm going to talk about beforehand. Because your introductions are so fucking abrupt. <laughs> Holy shit. Hello, I'm all Leo. <laughs> You're in show business. I'm a Leo. You're in advertising. You know who I am. You're in marketing. 
You know who I am. Well, you get what you get. <laughs> Fair enough. From now on, don't be surprised. I won't. I'll, I'll be surprised that I shouldn't be surprised. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about um, <coughs> being responsible. Uh, being responsible pet owners. I've uh, recently had an experience happen that I can complain about and I can at the same time because I was able to administer a a kindness and a mercy that should not have been my responsibility at all because some people who were uh, beloved to me had to leave the country not like they were running away they weren't you know going away on furlough or just fucking off or anything like that it's it was all family business but they ended up leaving their ailing pet behind and in the care of myself and one other individual who were taking turns because of the extended leave that they were taking, like multiple weeks. With their pet being ailing the way it was, never a good time to uh, go away on vacation. Even the veterinarian uh, told me that when... People go on vacations. If you your pet is sick, your pet is going to pass. And unfortunately, I had to administer a kindness to a family member who's been in my family for 13 years plus. So, the next time you have to go on vacation and you have an ailing member of your family, be it a furry one, uh, take that into consideration. Don't leave it for your pet sitters, even if they are family members, to have to deal with. Because it's not their place. It's not fair to your pet, number one. Because, you know, I've been in and out of this particular furry friend's life for the course of his life, the 13 years. But I wasn't, you know, one of the mainstay parts of his pack. And I had to assume that role all of a sudden as he transitioned from the mortal coil into the spiritual realm. Take my uh, take what I had to do out of it. Take what I felt out of it. It wasn't fair to the animal. It wasn't fair to him at all because those that he loved the most weren't there for him at the end. And I, that's what hurt me the most. Not only what he had to feel at the end, but what those members of my family are going to have to feel when they come home to find their, and this still hasn't happened yet. When they come home to find that their beloved family pet, a member of their family, let's face it. It's not just a pet. It's a member of their family comes home and he's not there. That energy is missing from their home. That love is going to be missing from their home. And I was the one who had to make the hard choice. Don't do that to your pet, man. Don't do that to your family members. If you've got to go away for whatever reason it is, and, you know, I, and I don't blame them for going in any way, shape, or form. But if you know it's about that time, give the kindness. No one wants to suffer. Human or 
And yeah, let's face it, you can't really do it to your human family members, and you wouldn't leave in this situation if it was a human family member. You would cancel your vacation. Your furry friends, the furry members of your family, you typically don't cancel your vacations because of. But they deserve that respect. They do. Or handle your business before you go, because in this scenario, it was a family member who was there at, at the end. But sometimes you hire somebody to be a pet sitter who is not a member of the family, and they have to handle something like that. And that's not fair to your family member, your furry family member. So. Show the same kindness you would expect to be shown to you. Even if it came from an animal. Show just compassion and Uh care. You know, what... I had to go through and what uh, Lady Stars on Fire had to go through because she was with me when this event uh, transpired. You know, minutiae. Details that don't matter. But what my friend, my loved one, my family member, it doesn't matter that he shit in the yard. He was my family member. He was like my nephew. It wasn't fair to him. So, please, have that compassion and handle your business. Have compassion with what you got to do. If you, you know they're sick, if you know they're hurting, and you got to go away, that's when they go. Veterinarian stated and approved, more often than not, that's when they go. Don't leave that for someone else. Don't put that on your pet to die without... Someone that they love right there. And, and, you know, in this case, you know, he had plenty of love. But others may not have. May not. It, even, the, even in this case, it wasn't the love of the ones who was around him every single day. That's not fair to him or her. It just depends on, you know, the case of the pet. But either way, it's not fair to them. So take that into consideration. Now that we've got the heavy stuff out of the way. Let's talk about a prey animal. Hold up. Before we get into that, too, I mean, if we're going to say that, let's go all the way. I mean, it's really hot, at least in our neck of the woods, in this side of the world right now. And you've been seeing all of the stuff, you know, with the heat and the animals being taken out for, for walking, going out on, you know, on the pavement and burning their little paws. Let's express that compassion and so forth into their life and acknowledge that and be responsible as parents of these animals, parent owners. And the reason I say it that way is because earlier today, I thought it was funny. There, uh, they have a lot of children who tend to stop by my house or my apartment to come see my cats. They mm-hmm. love the cats, so they'll come by to visit the cats. And I was told I was Neptune and Doodle's mommy. In a child's mind, that's what I am. Well, you, you are. Exactly. So, I mean, if you're going to have the pets, you know, like I said, if you would love your own family that way, you know, can you try to remember to express it all the way around? All year, all the time. <laughs> Help them when they need it. Pay yeah. attention to the things that they need. I know as far as the uh, the heat goes, also with the cold, you know, I think that most of our listeners don't need to be berated over the head of don't leave your pets in the car when it's hot out or cold out. 
Yeah, but a lot of people don't pay attention to the fact that they forget when they're walking across that tar barefooted that they're running because that shit's hot. You know what I'm saying? I've seen a lot of that lately. But again, I think our listeners know better than that. Now, if you see it, say something. Now, I'm not talking about getting up in someone's face. Listen here. You shouldn't be doing that. How dare you? Just say, you know, take your shoe off, man. How's that? How's that feel? Do you think it feels any better on their feet? You know, show some compassion, but not you don't have the right to show aggression. Oh, I get it. I'm just saying sometimes little reminders go a long way. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Again, I I feel wholeheartedly that our listeners are the type we don't have to remind that to. But maybe we can remind you to help others see the errors of their ways in non-violent, non-aggressive ways. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, with that being said, yes, tonight we... What was Prey that? animals. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was so caught by his face. I was like, what the hell was that? <laughs> I was like, the whole shift of personality. <laughs> All right. So tonight, we're definitely talking about the deer and the stag. When, when I say prey animals, it's, it's no disrespect to the deer. It's uh, my totem's a bear. He He's a bit of a dick. He's a big, you know, I've seen beer a lot this week, <laughs> but okay, that's another story and another time. Um, <clears throat> now, before I get into all of the different kind of information that I have on the deer, I find the deer on my own personal level, my own growth, my own journey. The deer reminds me of growth, magical growth on a, on a magical spiritual growth kind of level, meaning I'm trying to figure out how to put it correctly. The deer is a very gentle teacher. So it reminds me of when you look at energy, it would remind me of like the positive energies of like Venus. It's trying to teach you compassion and love. But and the, and there's a reason why I'm saying it this way, because I've had deer in my life for a long time. Come and go, depending on the situation, what I need in my life. And it's always been helpful at helping me, you know, walk my path. And then in the forest in general, also, it helps me connect with, they always say that it connects you with the uh, goddess, even though I tend to connect it more with horned gods for me. Most of my research... So, uh, shows that the deer has is more of a masculine energy, which surprised the hell out of me. You would think that such a a doe-eyed animal such as the deer would be more on the feminine side, and forgive me for saying that, but that's just the way I'd perceived it in my previous uh, in my own experiences in my life. But it is perceived more as a as a masculine energy, even though it is a prey animal and it is a one with vulnerabilities. Well, it connects with both the goddess and the god, both male and female. I guess depending on the lore and where you're coming from. Because uh, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember going across that. But for me personally, it's always connected more with the horn god. And 
And then the deer specifically connects with me. It has uh, like a mutual connection for me directly with the tree of life as above, so below. And I was noticing today when I started to prep for today's show that the deer has been with me often to help me. You cannot push others. You can only gently nudge them in the right direction. And I've gotten that over and over and over again. Typically, when the deer comes, I know that that's what that means. You cannot make others do as you damn well please. You cannot push them around. You cannot make them do so. You can gently nudge them in the right direction and then hope that they will do the right thing. And that is part of their medicine. But over time, I've come to realize this is why I say it's like a magical spiritual growth. For me directly, over time... I've started to realize the deer wasn't talking to me about the other people. It was talking to me about dealing with my own ego. Yeah, that's what the guides do. Yeah, but I was always going in my mind and the way I was perceiving it. You know, it was dealing with the situation of whatever it may be. And I can't push people into seeing or into coming along or into spiritually understanding or or this or that and da-da-da-da-da. But I wasn't connecting the fact that the deer was speaking to me of going, stop being so hard on yourself directly. I mean, it was like a double conversation. And I've started to notice as I've gotten deeper in my shamanic work Mm -hmm. and deeper in my own soulful healing that more often than not, while he's telling me that in the, in the conversation of what I need to work with or deal with with people at even deeper on a much higher spiritual level, it's about going you can't you can't blame yourself either you you, can, you you when you're ready to walk there, you will, and you are still learning to shed your ego and Tem- I wasn't seeing it like that at all yeah, temperness uh tenderness tempered with strength. Yes, but I wasn't directing it towards me. And as I started to realize that, I realized that it was helping me on a much higher spiritual level to understand whatever also was going on in my life with the connection so that I was getting it two times in two different ways. Long story short. I just realized I've been sitting here trying to hunch over to get underneath the FXBG public radio logo above my head. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's hurting my neck and my back. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, look at a float. <laughs> I am the billboard tonight. <laughs> That works. <laughs> With that being said, for those of our listeners who happen to uh, hop onto Patreon and watch this episode in the video format, um, this will be the last night you will see this shirt in this existence. The next time it will be worn by me on any one of our uh, the shows that I participate on, it will be tie-dyed. Hill, Sweet. Hi- Hill Hippie needs to have an FXBG Public Radio tie-dyed t-shirt. Why? Because it makes sense. Because he's a hippie. Because it makes sense. I'm getting the look from him. See, if you could see right now that I was getting the look of you. That's bear ready to just claw me. <laughs> like, you idiot. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I can say nothing against that. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, I know it well enough that I'm like, yeah, I can feel the bear there. Mm-hmm. Still. <laughs> I'm obnoxious. Like, like, I love you, bear. I just got flicked off. <laughs> All righty. So tonight's information, most of what I pulled outside of whatever else I may add from my own sp- my own spiritual journey and experiences, I pulled off of a website called Shamanic Journey and or and shamanism. Very well done. Thank you for quoting your source. I like that. <laughs> for what? <laughs> <laughs> and and I pulled it off of there because I I like that website. I like it in general. The website pulled you off? No. I'm not listening to you. <laughs> Smart asses. Anyway, <laughs> I pulled it off of the website so to talk about you it pull tonight. Pulled off a website? I'm done talking to you about. <laughs> I received my information from this website. I received my information from this website because they would like me to speak more properly. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, because I'm trying to back up the fact I like that website. They have a lot of good information whenever you want to look up anything on any kind of, well, not any, but a lot of the animal medicine. And what was the name of this website again? Shamanic Journey. Dot com, dot org, dot what? To be honest, I don't know. Whenever I've looked it up, it, <laughs> see, there I only did half of it, right? Because <laughs> when I look up animal totems, I, w- I look for the one. This is Shamanic Journey, and I move on. <laughs> Leave it to me to only get it to my level of expertise. <laughs> don't worry about anybody else. <laughs> don't worry, I got you covered. Give me a second. I know. <laughs> Keep <Nope>. going. <laughs> I was just making sure as soon as I started to speak, you weren't going to whip. Never mind. <laughs> I don't think I've ever just whipped this out on an episode. <laughs> I stopped. You're the one who went there. Okay. No, no, no. It was implied. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um,. I believe, if I'm pronouncing this person's name right, the person who originally wrote this, is Ian Wolcott. And anyway. Ina Wolcott. That's why I just stopped and looked at him, waited for him to correct me. Um, Dear medicine includes gentleness in word and thought and in touch. The ability to listen, grace and appreciation for the beauty of balance understanding of what of what's necessary for survival power of gratitude and giving ability to sacrifice for the higher good connection to the woodland goddess alternative paths and goals okay in the celtic tradition there celtic I, say, I, I do that often, don't I? Yeah. It, it, I don't know why I can't get it through my my head that it's Celtic and not Celtic. It's just, I think it's 
Well, now, mind you, there's a couple of things that I may or may not reference in this episode that I could not find a way to properly pronounce that was readily available on the internet. So, therefore, I took it upon myself in this past couple of days to start learning the Irish language. Oh, good Lord. Now I'm going to have it protected, pronounced and stuff in other languages that I still don't understand in this one. (laughs) Again, Hill Hippie here to start doing the hard thinking for you. (laughs) But there is no in the Celtic uh, phonetics. And Celtic, uh, Irish is a very phonetic language. You know, it's, I'm not going to go into the, uh, the vowels, the consonants, the double vowels, the double consonants, and the way, uh, if you got double vowels, one vowel would be uh, silence when the other one wouldn't, blah, 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 diphthongs, this, that, and the other. But I can tell you right now, that's not the way it goes. Well, I, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I, I know it's Celtic. I don't know why there my isn't... mouth chooses to say Celtic. C is not, <laughs> C is not, there is no sound in Irish. It's k, the hard guttural k, 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 Celtic, 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 like look. I'll try not to say Celtic. <laughs> the only- I understand exactly what you're saying. I just also know my own personal dyslexia. And then on the fact of, I just, in my mind, I see it and I go, I read it and then I'm going, that's not right. And I have to go back and correct myself. But before I even have a chance to correct myself, you're already giving me the stink eye. The only time I, <laughs> the only time I will consider it acceptable is if you're talking about the Boston Celtics, because it's, know, been, that's what it's I know. been pronounced, uh, mispronounced for so long that it's almost become, you know, standard nomenclature. And that's the only time I'm going to accept, uh, accept it. But if you're talking about something Celtic-based or, you know, something we talking about on the show. Because if we're ever talking about the Boston Celtics on the show, what the fuck is this show degraded to? <laughs> we don't do sports, yo. But that's what I'm saying is, is I know as soon as I hear sports coming out of my mouth, I've done it wrong. I. That's what I mean. I know I've done wrong. And then I'm like, crap. And I, before I even have a chance. I then just stink eye has already corrected me. I didn't kick yourself any. I just <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. And the Celtic tradition. <laughs> there are two aspects of the deer, obviously the male and the female. <clears throat> Excuse me. The hind, which is the red female deer, is called how you pronounce that, Mr. Illid. Illid in the Gaelic language. And it symbolizes femininity, subtleness, and gracefulness. The hind is believed to call upon the fey realm, tempting us to re- tempting us to release the material trappings of the so-called civilization that we know and to go deeper into the forest of magic and explore our magical and spiritual nature. The topic of gentleness is part of this tradition. Many stories tell of the hind changing into a woman, often a goddess, to to protect during the hunt. 
the lesson. Hold on, didn't flow. Okay. No, it went too far. The lesson to be learned here is that when we explore magic and spirituality, it must be within good intention. Excuse me. Within good intention to harm no living being, but to enter the realm of the wild things in the spirit of love and communication. The stag, how do you pronounce that one? Dom. Dom. Dom? Dom. Dom. Because I was like, doesn't that backwards anyway? Um, the Dom. Now, now, mind you, I am literally four days into this. So. I am going to mispronounce it left and right because I'm not looking this up and trying to remember the phonetic pronunciations. D-A-M-H. Anybody who's a listener who knows how to speak Irish, if you can tell me where I'm mispronouncing something, please hit me up either in the comments of the podcast themselves, uh, the video podcast, if you're uh, one of our Patreons, or Hill Hippie, H-I-L-L-H-I-P-P-I-E at fxbgpr.com. And I would be much appreciated and would love to spend some time talking to you. (laughs) All right. The stag is also linked to the sacredness of the magical forest. Uh, Wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Stag, that is referencing stag as dom? Yeah, that's, well, you see right here that I pulled it off. Okay, okay, Gaelic tongue. Okay, that's slightly different than Irish. Because in Irish, stag is Salak. He's speaking another language that I don't comprehend, but okay. You want me to spell it out for you? No, I understand. I just know that you're all over in different languages, and I'm like, okay, and move on. Because I know that that's you. your head spins. Your hamsters just go, 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 and I don't even try to get on that wheel. Have you? Okay. I don't. I know you. That's why I stand outside the wheel and I wait for you to step off. <laughs> you, you understand that the the hamster the wheel has multiple hamsters. Have you not figured out that the hamsters also drink Red Bull all day? I'm waiting for two of them to fall off because they need water. <laughs> Red Bull. No, Red There's... Bull doesn't always give you wings. <laughs> but there is water in there. They just pee golden. At some point, some of those hamsters need a nap. What makes you think I don't give them naps? It's called a hammock. I'm saying they can't all be up and running at the same time. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I've told you, five and one. The five go to sleep. The one uh, gets a flood of uh, dimethyltryptophan when I go to sleep. And then it's running by itself. So that's when the other... 15 hamsters get their nap. The three in the front, I feel sorry for them because they don't get their naps. Sweetie, you make me tired. That's all. (laughs) I just say it. As much as your head is constantly spinning, I just look at you and I'm like, I need a pillow. (laughs) You are just now finding this out. No, I've known this. I'm just now getting to where I'll admit it. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. Anyway, where was I? Um, Oh, and deer in Irish is abhuk. How'd you say that? Abhuk? Abhuk. 
because I don't know if I think that's interesting or weird sounding. That's why that was uh, because I was quiet. Think of a uh, lock, lock. It's a very guttural sound. Even just lock, as we pronounce it in English, is not a hundred percent accurate. It's very guttural. It's very lock. So ab hoc, a b h a c h, ab hoc. I would love to be around and just hear them talk and have something translating in the side. So you'd be like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, now I understand. Proceed. <laughs> because I, I like the language. To me, it sounds interesting. But I would just be standing there with my mouth dropped. At the same time, I'd be wanting uh, like a drop cloth or something because it sounds like they're about to spit, spit something up every time. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I, I won't lie. I, I may or may not have spit on my multiple computer monitors as I've been doing this research. Practicing? Yeah. No. Oh, at least he's cute and tried. <laughs> and one of my monitors is 32 inches wide, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, okay. So, the stag in the Gaelic tongue means that it is linked to the sacred Would... and mystical forest. When you're ready for more of the uh, the Celtic perspective, I've got uh, multiple sources to quote. Well, the reason why I was saying that is because however it was you pronounced the da. Salak, no, the D. Yeah, I'm not respond. Uh, that in the Gaelic, not the Irish. That Dom. Okay, according to my information, that in their language represents independence, purification, and pride. Okay, that's why I was trying to go back to that because it does not necessarily fully mean the same idea when you think of sacredness here, independence. Here purification being, and bride. Here being where clarification is necessary in the United for that States. statement. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So we don't I, 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 I'm not even trying to put the United States down, but I think I'll, and I'm not saying the United States versus anybody else. I'm saying in general I think a lot of us have lost our ways on sacred what is sacred and we're learning how to get back to understanding what sacred means. I Plain and simple. All right. So, independence, purification, and pride. It also, I mean, it is known as the king of the forest and the protector of the creatures. So, I mean, according to what I was pulling up here, it's connecting it to both the male and the female aspects. I'm just thinking I missed a uh, perfect uh, audio uh, ding for that. <clears throat> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Our uh, fans of The Wizard of Oz will know what I'm talking about. Proceed. Now I want to know. I am the king of the forest. With a very deep vibrato that I can't pull off. Is that the lion? Yes. It's been a hot minute since I remember. So I was trying to remember. Okay, I'll shut up. Back to where I was. Um, <laughs> for time. What is this? It looks like they misspelled a lot of stuff on this one. That is not misspelled. Okay, well, like right there was cleaned. So, I mean, I wasn't sure. What is that? Uh, that is not misspelled either. That is gleaned. But what you're looking for, uh, looking at here is oh, immemorial. Oh, well, I read it as learned. Sorry, go ahead. Immemorial. For time immemorial. 
people have sought to identify with the stag by cer- uh, ceremonially wearing antlered headdresses and imitating the deer's leaping grace. That was impressive, considering the angle I've got to try and read the screen at and the uh, the displacement of the way the screens work when you're looking at them from all sort of fucking angles. You did a good job. <laughs> That's what I do. <clears throat> all right. But, yeah, no, I mean, and I can understand why you would, I mean, people use antlers for a lot of things to connect with the deer energy of some form or another. I mean, what is it? I mean, your rattle itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it an antler? It's a foot. Yeah, it's all foot. It's all feet. I got a foot fetish. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, if you want to take it in that aspect, there's also another way to look at it because the the Native American peoples and the uh, Mesoamericans, the – because there's a member of the deer family on most major continents. The only one – the only major – how many – know if you consider it a continent but is australia that doesn't have a member of the deer family and they use the deer tines and antlers to help create uh in uh the spearheads and the arrow uh the arrowheads and the uh, flint knives that were used by most stone age people so they use part of the predator uh the prey to help them become better predators because they would take the uh, the tines of the deer, especially here in North America, with the uh, the red-tailed deer and the white-tailed deer, with the the very sharp antlers, and use those to flint nap and create these very 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 sharp stone tools that would help them to create uh, become better hunters. And if you stop and think about that, it's the perfect symbiosis of the circle of life. It is. I mean. No, it is. But I'm saying, you know, where I was going next in general was how um, the Celtic and the, Na- and the Native American, I can't even talk, period. Shut up. <laughs> would hunt the deer and would pray to the deer prior to the hunt for a good hunt. And in return, they would always promise that they would only take what it was the tribe would need. And with that being said, that reminds me, you know, in general. That was the fourth time she said in general in this episode. If anybody's playing the other land rings drinking game, that's your fourth shot. Uh uh-uh, uh, because it used to be period. Yeah, it changes. And point blank. <laughs> it literally changes every two months. <laughs> well, I'm that bad. I never do. I noticed that I was that bad. You're going to have to start that, you know, forewarning me. Well, you've been changing it. <laughs> On your own, so it's not like it's been for extremely long periods of time the way it used to be. Okay, well, like, I I didn't realize I got rid of one bad habit and just served it over to another one. Hey, we all, and it's still the same bad habit and just changed the word. We all have our catchphrases. <laughs> okay, but like, what I was trying to get at was, <laughs> what I was getting at is, you know, if... The idea was they're only going to take what they need. They're not going to try to take more than what they should. And with that being said, for what they did take, they used all of the animal. And this is why I brought up Hill Hippie's Rattle, you know, and the fact that, you know, 
people use the hooves, the antlers and stuff. I mean, and I do believe if if you if you were going to have to take the take the life, at least make sure that you were using it properly. Right. You know, and it wasn't just they would take the hooves, the rattle, uh, what the rattles. They take the hooves, the uh, the skin, you know, for making clothes. They would take the bones and use it as tools. Uh, they would take the the muscles and use that as meat, but they would also take the uh, the intestines and actually use those in not only food but other products that they would make. I did not know that. Oh yeah, there was nothing left behind. I knew that there was nothing left, but I never really put the idea of what it all went into. Uh, stomachs were used to make uh, water skins. Intestines were used to make uh, belts and uh, belts, garters, that type of thing. Hmm. No, that's interesting. It's just deeper than I wanted to go, but uh, that, that uh, it makes sense. The the heart and the liver were usually reserved for the hunter who took down the animal. Hmm. Uh, wild onion and liver is considered to be a traditional, very old hunter's meal. Yeah, I had heard of that, but I wasn't realizing it came from this. Also, the idea of eating the heart of the animal that you have taken, you know, implies that you've taken that animal's spirit. In, into you, into you, you know. Let's face it, I've eaten heart. It's it's flavorful, but it's not the most texturally satisfying part of the animal. So I can get where it is because it's part of the battle. You get the flavor, but you also have that fight because of all the veins and the arteries that are in that particular piece of muscle. Let's face it, that's what a heart is: is a muscle. Lungs, off the top of my head, I cannot bring myself to think of what the use of lungs were. I know they had them. I just can't think of what they are. Uh, they are off the top of my head. Right. I get it. Spleens, kidneys, kidney, kidney, kidney pie. Kidney is good eating. Anybody who's never had kidney pie, you're missing out. Take a look at the uh, the Scottish. Haggis. Sheep, lung, liver, all sh- uh, shredded up, stubbed in, uh, shoved in the stomach, boiled. Nope, never had it. Yuck. <laughs> and you never can in the United States. <coughs> Good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay, but I, I mean, it, like I said, I'm I'm glad that in the old way, and I, I mean, and truthfully, it should still be that way today. I mean, you shouldn't take more than what you're going to use. You shouldn't just take it because you can. Right. You know, and you should be, it should be reminding us of gentleness and unconditional love for all species, not only ourselves in general. Um, I'm trying to make sure where I'm at. Maybe the most effective way to summarize the lessons of these beliefs is to say that the only is to say that only when we move through life in spirit with love and for with love and for all beings we can melt away the barriers that separate us from others from other life forms and from the beautiful mystery in which our own magical spiritual gift is i kind of understand that that's part of what when I came across that, that's what was bringing me to the realization of, oh, my God, sometimes I'm such an airhead. They've been talking to me about my own ego, not how to deal with other people. It was how to deal with other people, but it was also 
okay, little one, you're still learning. You're still a baby, you know, according to all of this spiritual energy and stuff. And well, instead of a looking glass, it's a mirror. Yeah. I because mean, you're seeing these people in the mirror, but you're also seeing yourself, but you're looking past yourself to the people in the mirror because, oh, hey, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, wait, I forgot about this asshole. Or, I'm sorry, this asshole. <laughs> forgot where the camera was at. This asshole who's doing this and this and this wrong. Who is this? Oh, I'm this asshole. Shit. That's you're just, right. That's what I'm saying. And as we rise to different spiritual levels, we really get to a different level of wholeness, a different level of oneness that we will continue to keep rising and getting better at. Stop smacking the microphones. I know every single time. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, as we keep aspiring to be better, you know, and we're willing and open-minded enough to acknowledge, like I said, when you're getting a double message, yes, I needed to, in, in my own situation, I needed to realize sometimes gentleness is the easier way of communication than being the Leo that's aggressive and blah, you know, exactly. Sometimes being gentle will nudge people along easier than let me just growl at you and put you in your place, you know, but at the same time, it, it, it was kind of like a higher entity, a higher energy is the way how it comes back to me of going, from a much more kinder, gentle ascension of helping you learn. Fair is enough. the way I see it. Okay. All right. From this point, it's time to go into our solar activity. I remind you, we are in a solar minimum. And it seems like every time we have anything going on, it's in the interim from one episode to the next. Now, <laughs> mind you. It was very little that went on. I mean, KP index, no more than a four. Uh, just a minor coronal hole that happened on the ninth. And the kernel, uh, the current NOAA forecast says that solar activity was very low as the sun remained spotless. No Earth-directed CMEs were observed in available conographic imagery. That is from Solar Ham. In the interest of scientific views and giving multiple points of view i've been looking at and am now suggesting another website called spaceweather.com i'm not entirely with this site yet there i've only been exploring it for about a week i'm not seeing like solar ham just those science at you science at you science at you, science in your face in your face this one throws just a little bit of science at you, and it it it, it puts it in rich dummy terms. But see, there are people out there, and I'm not putting myself down. I was shut right up. Thank you. <laughs> it puts it in rich dummy terms, and the first thing I'm going to read here talk uh, is going to be where where my issue with this website is. Now, mind you, they've got some scientific information, like it gives you the current wind, uh, solar wind speed at uh, 42, uh, 426.4 kilometers per second with a density of 1.7 protons per cubic centimeter, you know, stuff like that. Numbers I'm used to seeing in this type of research. 
the most recent information it gives is stating that Earth is ex- uh, exiting a stream of solar wind, uh, solar wind flowing from a hole in the sun's atmosphere. The day-long enhancement in solar wind velocity caused by this stream did little to spark geomagnetic uh, activity. Better look next time. Another stream of solar uh, solar wind is due to arrive on July 19th. Aurora uh, alerts, and it gives you a link for having these type of alerts sent to your phone. Okay, why is it saying uh, that there's something new coming in on the 19th? It's not saying that there's another coronal hole coming into view around the edge of the disk. It's not giving you any of that information. So... It's interesting because they've got some of the science there, but it's not giving you everything that you would need where solar ham doesn't say anything until, all right, we've got the numbers. We've got this. Yeah, here, this is why this, this is why this, this is why this. So to, it's another interesting way of looking at things, you know, a little more simplified, right? Simplified, I don't think it's the right word because it's saying that solar wind is due to arrive on the 19th, but it's not giving you the why. It's like you're going to be punched in the face on the 19th. <laughs> why? It's just going to happen. It's too bad. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. It's not the you're going to get punched on the 19th because you pissed off Susie. Because Susie didn't like the way you were talking to Michael, who she has a crush on, and no, Susie doesn't realize that you and Michael are just friends, but blah, 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 blah. You know, there, there's a, there's a logical path that can be followed. With this, it's just, yeah, you're getting punched in the face on the 19th. So, it's another site to, to do some interesting, uh, you know, check it out. See what you think. Like I said, we I can't do all the hard research and thinking for you. I don't have that much time. But what I'm trying to say is some people, all that additional becomes like for me. When I get too into all of that, then you're just speaking gibberish. And I'm like, yabba dabba do what? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, <clears throat> for me, sweet, simple, to the point. Thank you. I get it, but I cannot... Actively tell our listeners, yeah, we're going to have another stream of solar wind coming in on the 19th without knowing why. Because there's nothing there stating why. Where is it coming from? (laughs) I love it. It's coming from from the sun. Well, solar winds come from the sun, but not increased activity. (laughs) There's always a reason behind it, and you're not giving the reason. It's If anybody... Okay, my nerds. You've seen the uh, the second Matrix movie. It's like going into the, uh, oh, I can't remember the character's name, but the French guy who everyone wanted to fucking kick in the dick. It's like, you're showing up here without the why. I, I, I can't give you anything without the why. This, this website. why. <laughs> Shut up. Crazy. <laughs> but uh, it's like, this website's like going into seeing that guy. And you just want to kick him in the dick because he's telling you this, but he's not giving you any information. I'm not saying that it's a bad website. I'm saying they've got some good scientific numbers here. But from my the research I've done, it doesn't show everything that I personally like to see. Not to say that it's inaccurate. I'm just saying, check it out. 
see what you think. If you're into the solar activity, if you want to see what the sun's doing to our Earth, through our magnetosphere, to our personal daily lives, it, it's another good website to check out. And with that, I'm handing it over to Lady Stars and Fire for your weekly astrology. On the 19th, <laughs> on the 19th, Cancer moves, I mean, if you Mercury. Say a, if you say a stream of solar wind is due to arrive, I'm going to smack you. <laughs> <laughs> on the 19th, Mercury moves out of Leo going back into Cancer and is going to be sitting on top of the sun. <laughs> That doesn't count. <laughs> That's why I just started laughing because as you were saying it, I was like, and eh, on the 19th. <laughs> okay. Um, first off, today, when we're when we're doing this show, was the 16th. Today was the lunar eclipse taking place in Capricorn. Now, this energy, it depends on who you are. On how it affected you. And what I mean by that is typically if you was a cancer, if you was a cancer sign, a, a Capricorn sign, if you had Venus, your moon or your sun directly, you know, in those signs, like a sun, moon, rising, Venus, sun, moon, rising or Venus in your cancer or Capricorn, considering they're in opposition of each other and this is a lunar eclipse, you might have been knocked down a little bit. The wind might have been taken out of your sails a little bit, depending on how and where you are on your path and what the situation is, as well as if there was a north node in your natal chart, north node or a south node in your natal chart, it might have hit you a little bit harder than everybody else. For the rest of us, you might have been picking up a little bit of, I need a little extra sleep or I'm a little busybody, like I've had too many cups of coffee ready to go, go, go. You might have felt a little bit too, a little bit of energy in those one way or the other, one extreme or the other, typically during eclipses. But what is going on is you've got the moon, which was taking place today. And it's been this way all week and is going to continue to be this way. I believe for the most part, right on up until the month's out. For the most part, yeah. Um, you have the energies until the sun moves into Leo. On the 22nd, you have more or less the Saturn and Pluto in opposition with their north and south node, which is where the eclipses are always set, always set to be. You have Mercury um, coming back into Cancer, like I said, on the 22nd. No, on the 19th. And the, the Mercury, which is in retrograde, is going to come out of Leo this week. And it's going to go back into Cancer while the sun is coming out of Cancer and going into Leo. So they're going to cross each other <clears throat> between the 19th and the 22nd. That energy is going to illuminate basically on that cusp energy, especially for those people. And this is speaking to you on a universal level of your fourth and fifth house. So you're still getting into the depths of your, um, you're getting into the depths of what makes you happy, your inner emotional security, what will help you to find your inner emotional security, who it is you truly are. Get into a real honest figuring of what your authentic self desires you to be. And then what makes you happy and what doesn't is really what's coming into illumination right now. By the time you hit the 31st of the month, 
this whole month is going to have gone full circle because you have the two eclipses and you also have a second new moon, which is taking place the day that Mercury goes direct at the end of the month on the same day. So it'll be a new moon coming in on the 31st, I believe it is, with... um. With it starting off in Cancer and moving into Leo. So this whole energy is about moving you to a brand new happiness, a brand, a brand new inner security, and to a new level of what it is you truly desire and what it is you truly want. What are you trying and willing to go after? And that's really where the question is. Because today's lunar eclipse was speaking to you about what patterns, habits, and addictions have you gotten used to accepting and believing that are okay when they're not okay? Because you need to make changes in the outer community. And almost everybody, when I was doing the homework family readings, which is on my YouTube channel, you can look up Lady Stars and Fire and get every sign for the homework family readings, which I do first half of the month and then the second half of the month. Almost every single one of the signs is coming into the fact that they are dealing on some level with realizing where you have to take responsibility for the addictions, the patterns that you have created in your life within your everyday mundane tasks from the time you get up till the time you go to bed. This has to do with whether it's diet, whether it's hygiene, whether it's just silly little routines, you know, like, like for me, I smoke. Smoking is, is, I'm just using a very small one. Smoking is a bad thing that does affect my health. You know, some people it's your diet. Some people it's this, some people it's your jobs and other situations. We have things that we do every day that somewhere along the line, we started telling ourselves that those everyday tasks were okay and that it was acceptable when we knew specific parts of it did not go or resonate with what we wanted and desired in life. And we're starting to realize that those things we've not meant to lie to ourselves about, but we've been doing it for so long that we forgot there's other options are starting to like rear their head up and make you have to see that there are other options. But the key here is by, by the end of the month on the 31st, have you acknowledged where you're responsible for these everyday mundane tasks that you've allowed yourself to believe serve you when they don't? And within that, we'll start to change those rules, walls, and boundaries the limitations of what you think is possible versus what has been possible because you've been thinking in one kind of mindset. And this whole thing is bringing you back to where you're going to have that, that uh, not eclipse, that full moon, new beginning starting at the end of the month when Mercury goes direct in Cancer as well, speaking to your inner emotional security, seeking what it is that will help you find your happiness and what brings you pleasure in life. What is it that you enjoy? Where is it that the things you enjoy you are not able to get to? What is it? And a lot of this has to do with, I've been trying to be that good person. I've done this and I've done that. And somewhere along the line, what's important to me is getting put on the back burner. 
because I think that this has to happen. I think life has to be this way. I need to keep doing this. I need to keep doing that. These are those bad patterns and addictions that have been created over the last 7, 12, and 35 years. And we're learning that there's an opportunity to get out of them. But it's up to you to take responsibility. What I was being told, and I said it this week on one of the videos, because I did like four videos this week. Um, one of the videos that I was doing, I was told by Spirit, point blank, <laughs> is... Hey, old school shot. I know. Is, is really simple. The only person who's responsible for your own happiness is you. So stop expecting for it to be handed to you. Go out. And get it and take responsibility for it. If you're not happy, change it. Happiness is not a journey. Or not a destination, it's a journey. Exactly. With that being said, I think we're pretty much all done for the night, aren't we? Is there anything else? Or I still have more time? You've got a couple more minutes. Keep going. Okie dokie. That... He's in his own little world. He's in his own little world. All right. Own little world. <laughs> you do have a grand trine, which is a grand fire trine, which will be a passionate energy, passionate action and aggression, which will be taking place on the 23rd with Virgo, Sagittarius, and Leo. The moon will be in Virgo, not in Virgo, with Aries. The moon will be in Aries, speaking to Pluto, and then coming down and speaking to... um. The sun actually on the day as it starts to move into Leo. So this is illuminate. This is your universal first house of where you are able to start a new beginning, start a new cycle emotionally from the depths of inside of you, start to realize what it is you desire within that creation of finding enjoyment in life. The illumination is starting to show itself and the abundance is there to help you find out how. But the problem is the moon is questioning your Saturn and your Pluto and your South Node, which is still in Cap Capricorn, which is that outer community. And what that outer community is telling you is you're responsible for. Remember, this is what I'm trying to say. The only things that you're, okay, the only thing you're responsible for in life really truly is to live, breathe, sleep, shit and die everything else in life will find its way so when society tries to tell you who and what you have to be that's up to you to decide if you're going to let them tell you who and who and what you have to be and from there you start creating your life so that you can change what you want to see in your life and make it so with that being said I love you guys, and tune in and check out my YouTube channel so you can get the free homework family readings, all Zodiac signs. Just look up Lady Stars of Fire. Bye, guys. May all your journeys be safe ones. Come now, my darling, and step back in time with me for a spell. Back to when the wild things, they were not for sale. And what was sacred had not yet been forgotten. Our minds became clouded and filled with rocks. There was one, at least one in each and every glance.